Me, Sadie, and the Mixed Up Time Machine, A Midsummer Night's Adventure, the first part. Written by Gabrielle Charles, produced by Carly Freeman. Hey y'all, and welcome back to Me, Sadie, and the Mixed Up Time Machine. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm starting season two. To answer your question, no, um, I have not gotten a new recording space, and if it sounds cramped in here, that's because it is. Nobody's cleaned out this closet in like a million years, but enough about that. Last time on the Mixed Up Time Machine, Sadie and I found out that her Uncle Charles is a time traveler. Oh wait, spoiler alert, I guess. Well, if you haven't listened to season one by now, you totally should. Because last episode, we kind of got lost in the 90s, but we also got to be on our favorite sitcom of all time, so overall, total win. On the downside, though, Dad... Nuh-uh, you can't get mad at me this time. Why are you in here? To get my usual cameo in, obviously. And a coat hanger. This is my life. Last season, I promised Sadie's Uncle Charles that whenever we time travel, he would be the first to know. Yeah, big mistake. Because Uncle Charles being the first to know also means that Aunt Maria is the second to know. Which means she decided we needed time travel school. And not the fun kind, either. Here we are, September 1st, 1599, grand opening of the Globe Theatre, home of William Shakespeare and the Lord Chamberlain's men. All right, now open your textbooks to page 36. What? Why would we read about Shakespeare's work when we can literally go see it right now? For the same reason you read the sign above the zoo's lion enclosure without jumping into the lion's den. Time travel is risky business. Can't have you girls changing history and rewriting Romeo and Juliet. You say that like rewriting Romeo and Juliet is a bad thing. Can't we at least look inside the theater? Uncle Charles? Sorry, girls. Maybe when you're more experienced. Come on. But the great thing about traveling to the past is that it'll always be here, right? What's the point of traveling if you can't even sightsee? So there we were, time travelers who weren't allowed to do any of the fun stuff. Little did we know, we were about to meet someone who could relate to our predicament. Well, I'm actually kind of getting ahead of myself. I let Caleb put out the feed. Sounds like a big mistake. Would you girls go check on the chickens and make sure they're not halfway across Pennsylvania by now? I really don't feel like driving to Amish country again. Now girls, remember, Whatever you do, don't mention the time travel business to... Hi, Caleb. Hey, Sadie. Izzy. Let's fast forward through all the awkward introductions, shall we? Caleb is Sadie's cousin. He's two and a half years older than us, and he's staying at the farm for the summer while his astrophysicist parents are in Switzerland at CERN, which he refers to as the Particle Accelerator Convention. Yeah, enough said. But Caleb's not really the intellectual type. Let's just say the fact that he's Sadie's older cousin does not make him wiser. Anyway, Sadie and I had a problem. Bigger than our aunt and uncle not giving us freedom. Bigger than hiding time travel from Caleb. Bigger than even finding a way to sneak past all three of them in the middle of the night. Okay, actually, maybe not that last one. Psst! Izzy! 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 What? We should meet Shakespeare, like for real this time. We already have the coordinates, and if we go without adult supervision, we might actually have fun. Why are you doing this to me? Because of what we talked about in English class. No one knows if Shakespeare actually wrote his own stuff, and it's like been the center of scholarly debate forever. It's a history mystery, and we're gonna solve it. 
now, but it is 2 a.m. Exactly. Everybody else is asleep. It's the only time we have Aunt Maria off our backs. Globe Theater, 1599. You smell that, Izzy? That's the smell of freedom. Freedom kind of smells like horse manure. Izzy, I need you to focus. To get in the theater, we're going to have to get past the box office, which means it's time for our very best Elizabethan accents. Okay, no worries. I have got it this. You better let me do the talking. Hark, my companion and I requireth two tickets for the play, if... Huh? She means we want to see the Shakespeare play. Then why didn't you just say so? Second door on the left. That was easy. Huh. Not the Shakespearean accent I was expecting. You know, technically, we have no idea what the past sounds like. It's not like they had podcasts or anything. I guess. Just go with it. But it's so strange. And it was only about to get stranger. Hey, Sage, what do you call a man who's half horse? Half in the grave from tuberculosis? Gunther, what do you call a woman who talks back? A witch! Was I supposed to laugh? Maybe the humor doesn't translate well across five centuries. Surprisingly, the opening act ended up being much more exciting than the play. It's kind of hard to top Shakespearean dad jokes. Though that didn't stop us from sneaking backstage to meet the man himself. Hey look! Shakespeare's dressing room! Says so on the sign. Do we knock? I'm scared. Then I'll knock. I collected myself, stood up a little bit taller, and prepared to meet the man who literally defined theater as we know it. Then, I knocked. I don't know, I guess I just thought Shakespeare himself would just, like, appear. They hadn't invented receptionists yet. Right? But instead of standing face to face with an old dude in a lace collar, the person opening the door was a girl, probably in her 20s and in an old-fashioned petticoat. Hello? Uh, sorry, we were looking for... Aunt Maria? What my friend meant to say was we're looking for our aunt, but in the meantime, would you happen to know where we could find William Shakespeare? I am Shakespeare. What? Really? I know, right? Well, technically, my boyfriend and I are just filling in for the day, but somebody has to write the second act of Titus Andronicus, and it might as well be us. Okay, but like, is there a man named Shakespeare, like, with a birth certificate and everything, asking for a friend? Yeah, but he's just here on Wednesdays. Now, if you'll excuse me, we have a play to write. Dang it! My English teacher was right. Shakespeare didn't write the second act of Titus Adronicus. Aunt Maria did. No wonder it's so bad. Elizabethan England is kinda anticlimactic. Shh. I want to hear him write Titus Andronicus. Charles, Shakespeare is great and all, but for our next date, we should really try sailing with Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds great. How about so near the Emperor's palace? Dare you draw and maintain such a quarrel openly? I would have said, why are you fighting? But sure, that works too. Aunt Maria is always telling us not to mess with the past when she and Uncle Charles are literally Shakespeare. Kind of a cute date idea, though. Well, at least if she and Charles are dating, that's before we were born, so she doesn't even know we exist. We can't get grounded. Well, this worked out perfectly. Wait, is that Caleb? How did he get here? He's trying to start the time machine. Caleb, stop! I can explain. Just hold on. Don't just leave us here! Then get on! I...
What did you do? I... How did you follow us to Shakespeare? How do you know how to drive a time machine? And why would you tag along when this is so obviously a girl's night? That's a lot of questions. That wasn't an answer! Sheesh! Fine. One, I hid in the back of the tractor. You really need to work on your whispering skills if you don't want folks tagging along next time you plan a midnight escape. Two, I'm kind of a time travel expert. Expert? If you were, you wouldn't have landed us in the middle of nowhere. England. Still England. I don't care if it's still England. You stole the time tractor from us. It's not that big of a deal, Sadie. I'll just set the coordinates for back home. Afraid I can't let you do that. Have to save Camelot first. We're in Camelot? Cool! Save Camelot from who? From me, actually. Long story. As I was standing there in some random Arthurian forest, surrounded by my best friend, her cousin, and an overwhelming amount of deciduous trees, I realized something important. The Magic Treehouse books really oversold Camelot. As far as I could tell, there wasn't a castle or a cool circular table with 500 seats, but while Camelot appeared to be significantly shabbier than I'd imagined, Caleb was slowly but surely becoming way more interesting. And I could tell you a secret right now, but... Where's the fun in that? Also, my laptop battery is dying and it's at like 4%, but don't worry, I am totally gonna pick this story up next week and tell you why Caleb technically might be Camelot royalty depending on how you look at it. But for now, suffice it to say that I was about to find out something I shoulda already known. Sadie's family is crazy. Good crazy, but still crazy. Until next time, signing off for now, Izzy. Huge shout out to the amazing cast of me, Sadie, and the Mixed Up Time Machine. Kathleen Friedman. Nicholas Mosalia. Carly Freeman. Laura Babiak. John Alexander Hatcher. Blake Jennings. Nick Catapano. Gabrielle Charles. Head writer, Laura Babiak. Assistant director, Blake Jennings. Assistant producer, Casey Powers. 